to you and thank you for letting me into your home and heart. I remain the voice of one. When I was much younger, there was an incident that happened in the compound of a block of six flats. A little boy who lived with his parents in one of the flats on the upper floors was playing on the main septic tank that served the block of flats. All the effluents from the flats emptied into that septic tank. Upon noticing the little boy playing on the septic tank, the boy's mother called out to him from their flat on the upper floor to stop playing on the septic tank. Little children being who they are, the boy did not heed her, but continued playing on the septic tank. This made his mother furious, and she yelled even louder for the boy to come off the septic tank. However, the more she yelled, the more the boy jumped up and down on the septic tank. It was as though the little boy and his mother were engaged in a battle of wits or a sort of game, because as the mother called out to him to get off the septic tank, he would laughingly jump even harder on it. Eventually, exasperated, the boy's mother asked their domestic servant to go and get the boy away from the septic tank. Eager to continue jumping before the servant reached him, the little boy increased the frequency and intensity of his jumps. Just as the servant was about to reach him, the boy made what was to him one last jump with all the energy he had in his little body. Suddenly, the septic tank stopped, caved in, and the little boy went right into the septic tank. Thankfully, the servant was close enough to grab the boy's flailing hand and pull him out. By this time, he was covered in waste from the six flats. As the little boy was pulled up, he began to cry for his mother. However, the mother yelled at the servant not to bring him up to her. Indeed, she insisted that the boy should not be brought anywhere near the block of flats. She asked the servant to take the boy to an open tap in the servant's quarters where all the servants serving the flats resided and wash him there. By this time, all the servants from the other flats had come out and were on hand to help. So they took the little boy to the tap, turned on the tap, allowed the water to pour over him and then stripped off all his clothes. Meanwhile, the boy's mother went into their flat, emerging with soap, a sponge, towel, cream, and a bottle of perfume. She tossed all these items down to the servants, pleading with them to give her son a thorough scrub. From her vantage position on the upper floor, she supervised the scrubbing of her son, intermittently yelling at the servants to check the boy's ears, fingernails, and toenails, and any other crevice where waste might be hiding and get rid of it. After almost an hour and a half of scrubbing, washing and rewashing, they shaved off all the hair on the little boy's head to ensure that nothing untoward would be attached to him. When the boy's mother was convinced that the servants had done a good job, she threw down fresh clothes for her son to wear. But before that, she insisted that the perfume his entire body, emptying the expensive perfume bottle. When all of this had been done and the boy was clothed, his mother asked that he be carried up to her. She took her son, now clean and smelling fresh, and petted him while warning him never again to disobey her. The little boy, who had been sobbing all the time, muttered, Mommy, I'm sorry. This real-life story aptly demonstrates how God deals with us when we come to him for help with any matter while still living in sin. The first thing God does is to ensure that we are cleansed of our sins and iniquities. It is written in Habakkuk chapter 1 verse 13 that God is of purer eyes than to behold evil and cannot look on wickedness. Also, God himself said in Isaiah chapter 59 verses 1 and 2 
Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you, so that he will not hear. And this is where Jesus Christ comes in. The blood he shed on the cross at Calvary for our sins is a sin remover. God uses that blood to cleanse us before we can approach him. But before I go too far, let me take a step back. We are all like that little boy. The more we are told that something we are doing is wrong, the more we engage in it. We enjoy doing what is wrong because it is in our nature to do wrong, a nature we inherited from our rebellious ancestors, Adam and Eve. But despite God's pleading and yelling for us to stop our self-destructive ways, we persist in them. God gave his laws and commandments, but we completely ignored them just as we ignored him. We carried on more aggressively, doing evil, just like the little boy kept pounding on the septic tank top with his intense jumping. And like the septic tank finally gave way, our lives eventually caved into the mire and cesspool of this world that God warned us against, but for which we stubbornly refused. God's mercy is so great that even after we have fallen into the murky mess of this world and our lives are about to end, God sends his message of salvation to us. It is written in Job chapter 33, verses 14 through to verse 24 of the Good News Bible. Although God speaks again and again, no one pays attention to what he says. At night when people are asleep, God speaks in dreams and visions. He makes them listen to what he says, and they are frightened at his warnings. God speaks to make them stop their sinning and to save them from becoming proud. He will not let them be destroyed. He saves them from death itself. God corrects us by sending sickness and filling our bodies with pain. Those who are sick lose their appetites and even the finest food looks revolting. Their bodies waste away to nothing. You can see all their bones. They are about to go into the world of the dead. Perhaps an angel may come to their aid. One of God's thousands of angels who remind us of our duty. In mercy, the angel will say, release them. They are not to go down into the world of the dead. Here is a ransom to set them free. God can send a friend, family member, pastor, or some random individual to rescue us through the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. When we hear that message, we are taken to the running fountain of Jesus' blood for a thorough cleansing of sin and the mire we are covered with. Once we have been cleansed, we are given fresh clothing, the robe of righteousness, and a heart to love God and obey Him going forward. As we are then taken to God and He pets and wants us never to disobey Him, we can only mutter, I am sorry, Lord. God speaks comfortably to us, telling us of all the wonderful promises He has for us and how much He loves us. What's more, God gives us His Holy Spirit to ensure that we no longer live sinfully, but live right before Him all the days of our lives henceforth. If we listen to the Holy Spirit who lives within us, we will overcome temptation and the challenges of life. Also, we can pray to God and He will hear us. Friend, God's love toward you transcends the love of a mother. Thus, Jesus said in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. God's love is so exceptional and immense that he is especially kind to the undeserving. We all have sinned against God and deserve to die for our sinfulness. As it is written in Romans chapter 6, verse 23, the wages of sin is death. 
But God sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins, so that if anyone believes in Jesus' death as being for them and sufficient for their salvation, Jesus will deliver them from sin's oppressive stranglehold over them and save them from God's judgment and eternal damnation for sin. This salvation comes as they repent of their sinfulness. So, what are you waiting for? You have messed up, yes, but God has brought the solution to clean up your messed life and bring you to Him. Seize the moment now and come to Him. Let us pray. Father, as the hearts of men and women are stirred towards you, having heard this message, I pray that you draw them to yourself through Jesus Christ for their deliverance and salvation. Help them to come to you and to remain with you unto eternity. This is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. We can be reached after this broadcast by text or by calling us on either 0807-777-5630 or 0803-777-9931. The numbers to call or send text to again are 0807-777-5630 or 0803-777-9931. I really would love to hear from you. God bless you and goodbye.